0: What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And tonight on the Primetime Show presented to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk about the most promising thing out of Oxnard. The most promising theme out of the Oxnard Cowboys training camp. That in my opinion, and we'll get right into it right now. In my opinion, it is that the Cowboys rookies are kind of killing it, man. The Cowboys rookies are pretty much every one of them is having good feedback out of training camp, and we'll get into each of this, but do me a favor, and in the comments, both on Facebook and on YouTube, which rookie are you the most hyped about? Let me know in the comments whether you're watching on Facebook and or YouTube. Before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net that are making this show possible, as always, because the ride of the week, ladies and gentlemen, the ride of the week, is none other than the mazda cx30 premium it comes with the wi-fi hotspot feature it comes with the heated seats as well the automatic uh you know cruise control which is crazy it takes the relative speed and distance from the vehicle that's ahead of you and it controls your vehicle speed in order for you to not worry about anything Miles per gallon in the city, 24 uh, in the city, and it goes up to 31 when you are out there in the highway. So make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda CX-30 premium on their website. That is FreemanMazda.net. And remember that when you are choosing Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your dealer. Excellent service that you can get at once more FreemanMazda.net. So which Cowboys rookie are you the most excited about? Let me see your comments here. For a moment. Uh, Let's see. Tyler Smith is Stephen White's answer. Lunatic says Tolbert at the end of the day. It is a passing lead. A passing league. Bruce says Tyler Smith disappointed. Jonathan Garibay. I think that's fair. Jonathan Garibay. We'll talk more about him. And the Cowboys waving the undrafted rookie. We'll talk more about it in a few moments here in the show as well. Professor O says Tolbert by a mile. That is my answer as well. And, you know, perhaps we are guilty of the fact that players in the trenches sometimes do not get that love, right? Uh, There's nothing sexier than a wide receiver pick. And he's going to be asked to be the number two guy right off the bat. So I get, you know, I get Tolbert being the overwhelming answer so far in the comments. We've got Beryl. Pushing for Williams, though. Sam Williams getting some love here from Beryl Killer over at YouTube. I like it. Anyways, let's get into this, man. Let's get into this. The most promising theme out of Cowboys training camp to me has got to be the fact that I'm not concerned about many of the important rookies. I don't think that I am concerned about any of the most important rookies. Think about it. When we got into training camp, when we got into the offseason, we had concerns about Tyler Smith getting in pads for the first time. We had concerns about Jalen Tolbert being pushed into a wide receiver number two situation because of injury urgency. And we've never quite known what to expect out of Sam Williams, because he was perhaps the most polarizing pick out of the Cowboys draft class this season. I would say even more polarizing that Tyler Smith, because some in Cowboys Nation, and I, I will even include somewhat myself in that conversation, some of us were not convinced about the Tyler Smith pick, but the Cowboys Nation got around the idea pretty quickly, got behind the idea pretty quickly, right? Like one week after the draft, and it felt like Cowboys Nation was making peace with this draft pick. Sam Williams, though, not so much. People were not in love with the draft, but, but but let's let's break it down. What I like the most about Tyler Smith and the strong training camp that he's been having, you know, those clips of him burying off a defensive lineman, those highlights are always exciting. But the reason why I would point them out specifically right now is that because we're truly seeing Tyler Smith win with the traits that we had no questions about before the NFL draft. So I know that we are concerned about his use of hands. I know we are concerned about his footwork, about Tyler Smith, the technician. That was the most concerning thing for the prospect out of Tulsa. However, we are looking at Tyler Smith win at an NFL level because of his his explosiveness, his strength his nastiness, and, and competitive t- toughness. And we didn't have doubts about those when the Cowboys picked him. So that kind of tells us that Tyler Smith can go out there and win week one because of his biggest traits. Because if, if we would be hearing about Tyler Smith right now, just getting the, the hands usage right, the footwork as well at an elite level, maybe I wouldn't buy that much into the hype, Right because it's tough to rework your fundamentals from the ground up in year one when they were clearly not developed when you were in college. However, when, when you hear, oh, he's winning because of his explosiveness and his strength and specifically his hand strength as well, now that's promising. I, for one, feel way better about Tyler Smith's prospects in week one than I did before training camp, specifically before the Pats came on. Because Tyler Smith is winning, guys. He really is winning out there. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Tyler is working hard, says Stephen White. Professor O says, I do believe that in his work ethic, and I trust Duke Manyweather, I think that he will improve. And Professor O uh, comments that as a follow-up to, you know, Tyler's uh, pulling, uh, you know, in run, in the run game. He says that he looks bad in space. And, you know, Tyler Smith is not going to be an, an, an old pro caliber player. He will likely not be a, an offensive line rookie like the ones that we have known in recent Cowboys history with, you know, the likes of Zach Martin and Travis Frederick and players like that. But he is looking strong, and he is looking like he will be able to win in the NFL Right away, and that is something that I wasn't sure about a couple of weeks ago or, or a few weeks ago. That's number one, though. What about Jalen Tolbert? Have you thought about the fact that even without Michael Gallup, even without James Washington, when we discuss the depth of wide receiver, we are focusing more than anything at wide receiver three and wide receiver four? It doesn't sound like we are concerned about Tolbert himself. He's been having a very strong training camp, he's been proving that he can play inside and outside like the expectations were when he came out of South Alabama. Remember that he uh, – so Tolbert played outside pretty much the first few years of his career in college. It wasn't until his, his final year playing for, the, for South Alabama that he started playing in the slot, but he can do it at an NFL level. And think about the fact that he was drafted 83rd overall in the NFL draft. This was the 15th wide receiver taken in April. And we're not really that concerned about him. It's not like he was a sure thing. Tolbert is having a strong training camp. He's been proving that he can go up and get those 50-50 balls that we were hoping that was the case when the Cowboys drafted him. But now we're seeing it at an NFL level. We've seen him win reps versus Trayvon Dix versus Anthony Brown throughout training camp in Oxnard. And I don't know about you, but I am concerned about the depth of wide receiver. I am not really that concerned about Tolbert getting a start as early as week one. They're going to ask him to play a lot. So this definitely matters. So not concerned about your first rounder, not concerned about your third rounder. The second rounder gets interesting because Sam Williams, perhaps, among these three, is the guy that will play the less snaps just because he will likely be a part of a rotation across the defensive line. And still, we're listening to positive stuff from Sam Williams. He's played inside as well. He, you know, he's been uh getting some play at defensive tackle. He is listed as an edge rusher in the Cowboys unofficial depth chart by the way don't make too much out of it uh don't don't make too much out of it um but he is listed as an edge rusher as a a defensive end and Williams is also making plays in training camp and he's been consistent at it as well I think it was uh I might be wrong about this one but I'm going to say that it was Calvin Watkins that may be the one of the biggest areas that are overlooked when it comes to Sam Williams is his hand strength and that he, the fact that he can shed blockers and just disengage easily thanks to his hand strength, that will be huge for Sam Williams. And and we're seeing the fact that Dan Queen will be willing to, to play him as the versatile player that he is. He will not be just locked into this specific four-eyed technique role that he played when he was in college. So we might get the unleashed version of Sam Williams. But even if he isn't the guy leading the the rotation in snaps and in playing time, I'm not concerned about Sam Williams. I don't think anybody is at this point. And that's just part of the Cowboys rookies. Jake Ferguson looked well blocking out there in Oxnard, which is the, the part of his game that we wanted to learn more from, specifically because that is likely what the Cowboys are going to ask out of him when they get into 12 personnel packages. And that's what we didn't know of the rookie because unfortunately he, he was dealing with an injury throughout camp when the Cowboys got the pads on, but at least he was able to come back towards the end of these padded practices. So good stuff there as well from Jake Ferguson. Well, let's go, was doing a good job before the injury. Uh, we didn't get to learn much from him though, as the, as he didn't get a lot of playing time in padded practices. And then a whole other conversation is the undrafted free agents. maybe Gary didn't fulfill expectations, but Marquise Bell sounds like his sounds like he's being this younger version of Jaron Kears. Dan Queen sounds pretty high on the undrafted rookie. he talked about him playing two spots for the defense. He talked about him being a hungry player, and I love that quote because you guys know that coaches love to see that. And then that's, there's Dennis Houston. Uh, maybe a lot of people were pretty high on Marcus Bell uh, since he was signed to the Cowboys. Maybe a lot of people were already counting on him making the roster. That wasn't the case for Dennis Houston. And maybe we were excited about him, about Drummond, about Ty Fogel, but Dennis Houston hadn't. Uh, stood out the way that he has in training camp to the point that and once more the depth chart is unofficial but Dennis Houston is listed as a second team wide receiver for Dallas and he is listed above Cavante Turpin and he is listed above uh, even Simi Fehoko and TJ Basher so strong praise for the undrafted free agent that's been getting plenty of it as of late Houston Definitely sounds like a surprise fifth G-Man roster member. And that is exciting as well. So if you can get in 2022, those three first selections that you made in the NFL draft, play quality football, two undrafted free agents making the team. This was the rookie's training camp, man. and, And you gotta be exciting about that. Now, keep in mind, these are not, I know that uh, in training camp you can get optimistic and all of that, and, and we need to take all of this with a grain of salt. Some of these players will struggle. Some of these players will get slumps, and maybe some of them will fail to meet expectations. But these are actual reports from from uh, from actual padded practices. These are not quotes from teammates saying that, "Oh yeah, I'm super high on this player." In the middle of May, out of nowhere. Let's see, man. Let's see some of your comments here. Before we move on into the kicker signing that the Cowboys were able to pull off on this Tuesday. Let's see here. Bruce says, whiteouts are important too. But that's the flash slash sexy position as opposed to being a greedy people mover. Uh, Francisco says, are we going to have a decent offensive line? If not, it is over. Well, Francisco, I, I do believe I am torn on that question. Right now, I believe decent is, a, is an adequate adjective to use for these Cowboys starting offensive line. What I am concerned about is the depth of it because I, I don't know that the Cowboys have a good situation behind Tyrant Smith and Terence Shield. I just don't. Maybe if Tyron Smith goes down, the Cowboys decide to kick Tyler Smith towards the outside and let him play tackle. But even then, I'm not sure we are fans of that plan. We're we're not fans of that. Uh, We would much rather have, uh, you know, strong comments on Josh ball, which we haven't really gotten out of Oxnard so far, but also on the inside, I am concerned about the depth. Sure. There is Connor McGovern and maybe, you know, for a backup, he's a good option, but we were expecting, Heavier competition at center from Matt Farniak, from Tyler Viadish. We have not gotten that. And we have not gotten any surprise among those offensive line, inside offensive linemen either. So maybe for the starting five, decent is a fair objective. As far as the depth is concerned, it is quite thirdable. So a little bit of both uh, for your question there. But yeah. As far as uh, as far as the starting five are concerned, I, I agree with two times here he says our offensive line will be solid. Professor O says that Mike did give Alec Lindstrom praise today uh, he did finally it, it, it was a while though I, I was concerned I was starting to to get concerned about that especially when especially when you realize that he was one of the most hyped undrafted free agents from the Cowboys like there were there were takes. On Lindstrom taking over as the starting center for uh, versus Tyler Vyadish after he was signed. Let's see. Mo, we need to get Gregory a Grinch, says Tommy. He's a real one on ADZ. Shout out to Gregory here in the YouTube chat. I will I will let you in, in a in a little secret here. Uh, Tommy and Gregory. <laughs> I'm not very I'm not very savvy when it comes to the mods. And, and all that in 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 YouTube. I need Skywalker to give me some classes there. I will ask for some because I, I I don't really know about that the way that he does. So I will I will ask him. How does that work? And we'll get uh, Gregory the Ranch for him to fight the bots during the regular season. I am expecting them to heat up when when <laughs> no pun intended when the when the regular season gets here. Mo, don't be a boomer, says Toxic Tom. I will, man. Uh, I will not be a boomer in in several aspects of my life. But when it comes to YouTube technology, I might be. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Click on name and choose make a moderator, says Lunatic. You know, it pains me that this is so easy to do. (laughs) I will go into YouTube and and make him a moderator. The thing is, the, the software that I use for the actual stream is not the you know, <laughs> uh, the actual YouTube platform, but anyways, anyways, I will I will get my homework done. Don't worry, don't worry. But, anyways, moving on to the next uh segment of the show, the Cowboys went ahead and shook things up somewhat at Kicker. Gary Vai was, you know, it was getting ugly with the undrafted free agent, even if it pains us, even if we wanted the prospect out of uh. Texas Tech, and Professor always right, by the way. I locked into having him as a moderator. I did not make that happen. <laughs> but w- Brett Meyer got signed by the Cowboys. So let me know just your, your take on that. What is one word to describe Brett Meyer's signing by the Cowboys? Got ugly with Garibay. He was waived by the Cowboys, by the way. It was funny because in Mike McCarthy's press conference, <clears throat> he said uh, so he, he was asked whether or not the Cowboys would reach a decision among those four kickers that they were set to try out. Would the decision come before they headed to Denver to have joint practices with the Broncos? And McCarthy looked, you know, uh, desperate. He said, oh, no, I'm looking forward to getting it done right after this pressure. And such was the case. Minutes after it, it concluded the Cowboys signed Brett Maher to a to a deal and make no mistake about it. Maher will not it, it, Maher is not your starting kicker so far. He will be in a competition with Liriam Hirulaku. because one Hyrolaku is slowly picking it up. He was perfect on Monday. He was something like 8 for 11 on Saturday's practice. Today was a similar day for Larym so Lyriam has picked it up after his low start. Is it enough for you to feel confident about the kicker situation? Heck no. But let's not, you know, get stuck with that first impression that Lyriam Haru-Lahu made on us when the competition barely started. But Mary, you know, man, he was bad in 2019 when he was with the Cowboys. 67% field goal rate. He went 5 for 13 in attempts from 40 yards or more. Brett is far from your guaranteed starter. I would actually make Leroy mahiru with the favorite for the job right now. Now, granted, Brett had a better season with the New Orleans Saints last year. He kicked for 89% when he was with New Orleans. To be fair, though, that was an 18-attempt season because because he was promoted to the roster late in the season and you just don't know how much to make out of an 18-attempt season. When he was with Dallas, it's difficult to forget the 67% field goal rate that he had. However, kickers are tough, man, to evaluate. Kickers are tough. There's confidence involved. There's rhythm involved. There's little things. It's not like You can turn on the tape and evaluate their change of direction. It's not like you can turn their mental processing and all of that. You really can't. With kickers, it's tough to know. So maybe give the Cowboys some benefit of the doubt, I guess, uh, as to what they saw from each of the kickers that they tried out in Oxnard. Now, what's one word to describe the Brett signing? Let me know in the comments. Let's see. Toxic Tom says no good uh biscuits says professor oh it is his nickname bruce's damn it toxic tom with the miss eric says wow just wow that is a word hopefully says gregory louven says operation uh lunatic goes with a group of words wtf <laughs> let's see mayor says adam mayor <laughs> i like that one uh let's see sam monroe <laughs> Just Venmo me 5k and I'll add you as a mod. Come on, Samuel. They're going to think you're a bot, and they're going to and they're going to to ban you out of nowhere. Desperation. This is being over at Facebook. By the way, shout out to Billy on the Facebook audience. They're bringing the comments uh, tonight. Uh, cowboys have stuck themselves in a desperate situation, says Gregory. You know what? My my answer for this. My one word to describe the breadth. Maher signing is flat. You know, like with stocks, there are some stocks that go up, there are some stocks that go down and some of them just like stay horizontal and that is how I feel right now about the Cowboys kicker situation. I feel like it didn't move the stock for me, you know, going from Gadivai to, to Brett Maher and even if even if Brett goes out there and starts having a better camp than Gadivai was, I, I'm there's no upside to Brett. At least there was some level of upside or optimism, or maybe you can call it hope for Jonathan because the talent is there, right? Like we saw him make that 62 yarder when he was in college. We knew that there was power on that at the very least. I actually hope that he is a player. They keep an eye on moving forward. I'm not saying that for the 2022 season, because clearly something was not right. But there was some talent there. And as I said before, there's some confidence and rhythm into the whole kicking game. It is tough for them. So maybe you can get a better version of Jonathan farther down the road. Let's see. Bruce says, Mo, uh, whose plan was it to go into the offseason and address the kicking situation this bad? And will they be held accountable? I think it was a draft thing. And and this is not recency bias, by the way. Like, we did talk about this before the NFL draft on prime time. And I believe the take was, you're not going to get a kicker in free agency. You're just not. That was the truth. Even since it opened in March. So it was draft somebody in the fifth round or the sixth round. Or, you know, just hope for the best. And when the time came, maybe the Cowboys, you know, liked what they saw in the fifth round when they had multiple draft picks. They took Walesko with one. Darren Bland with one. Uh, Was was Bland a fifth rounder? I I believe he was. John Ridgeway as well. So I'm just saying, is there one of those that you would have rather had? Would you rather have, uh, you know, one of the rookie kickers that was drafted above the players Cowboys took fifth round? I'm not sure that they were convincing enough to go that route. I wanted a kicker in the NFL draft, but just because I, I didn't want the Cowboys to go down this road, the one that they decided to go down, you know? But it, it was bad out there at kicker. You know, Greg the leg might have been your better, your best option, and Cowboys Nation wouldn't have been happy with that either. Tough situation, man, at, at kicker. Oh, this is a good question. This is a good question, 6 to Midnight, uh, that I didn't expect. 6 to Midnight says, just curious, Mo, who is on your Cowboys Mount Rushmore? Oh, man. Players only? Let, hey, you know what? Let's make this an impromptu segment. Who's on your Cowboys Mount Rushmore? You don't need to, in, to include Aikman and Stavak, I believe, as automatic members of the Mount Rushmore because they were the quarterbacks, and I'm sorry, but I will just give them an automatic spot. Plus, it's tough to pick one over the other. I would probably pick Stavak, but I just don't know. Uh so I would go with I would go with Eggman Stovak. I don't want to be like super cliche and and pick and pick, mm, pick Emmett Smith, right? But then again, you do need to pick Emmett Smith there. And maybe Larry Allen. Maybe I would say Larry Allen as well. Now, if you're including coaches, then it gets tougher, right? Because Jimmy Johnson and Tom Landry. Uh, are tough Uh, I I would probably pick Tom Landry over over Jimmy Johnson because of what he meant for Cowboys history and stuff it's tough man there's a lot of stars in this team there's uh, are the Cowboys still I would assume so they're still the team with the most hall of famers in the NFL so definitely a tough question to answer I would probably go players only to make it easier for me uh Troy Aikman Royer Stavak, Emmett Smith, and I would go with Larry Allen. Just because with Larry, you're talking about a greatest of all time player at his respective position, which is not the case for a guy like Michael Irvin. That As, as great as he was in Cowboys history, he is not that high in NFL history as Larry Allen is at his respective mm, at his respective position. That would be my argument. Some of your comments here. I love this segment, by the way. I love this segment. And I hate the fact that I didn't get to watch them. <laughs> Professor Osses, Rowdy, Joseph Randall, Troy Hambrick, and the GOAT, Jeff hit. So there is one. Uh, Roger, Troy, Emmett, Bob Lilly. Bob Lilly is a great answer here from Bobby. And Tom Landry. Lilly is a very good answer. Uh, let's see. Bruce goes with 8, 12, Haley, Newton, and Emmett Smith. Maybe the playmaker as well. Bruce, that's not like that's not how Mount Rushmores work though. That's not how it works. <laughs> Bruce just put together the ring of Honor right there, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. Professor O. Roger, Lily, Emmett, and Irvin. Eggman says six to midnight who is who posed this question originally. Aikman, Allen, Irvin, and Tony D'Arzad. <laughs> Bruce, man. <laughs> Antonio Bryant, Corbin Phillips, Gavin Scovar, and Ryan Null. I just knew these answers were coming as well. <laughs> Am I missing one so far? Yeah, man. Lumen, who is a Titans fan, says T.O. Romanowski, 88, and Roger. There you go good good question man and uh Miller is is fighting Miller and Nick are fighting for Tony Dorset which I respect a lot at the end of the day he does have that unbreakable record of a 99, a 99 uh yard touchdown run <laughs> I know I picked uh more than four its a big man and says Bruce yeah man. Bruce was like, and maybe, and and maybe Michael Irvin, right? <laughs> after after listing out eight names, Billy, Roy Williams, Charles Haley, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, and Roger and Roger Stalbeck. So you know, just just exceeded the limit by one. Billy, you would need to you you need to cut one out. That's a good question. Anyways, before we get out of here, for those of you who are new to Prime Time, we usually have this segment in which we go with the one cool thing of the week. You can pick something personal, professional, sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want it to be. This is our feel-good space. What is your one cool thing of the week? I know many people are going to say that, you know, Cowboys preseason football is back, and I don't hate it. Go for it. What is your one cool thing of the week? My one cool thing of the week. And I know I did this yesterday, but I will do it again. Just how about listening to the words William Steele from ADZ Sports Dallas in Mike McCarthy's press conference. That was insane. That was something that, you know, it made my day. Wanted to cry when it happened. Uh, tears of joy I'm talking about. But shout out to Skywalker. Shout out to, you know, uh, the bosses at ADZ Sports for getting it done. It's amazing. We're going places, man. ADZ Sports is is growing thanks to you. So when I say we're going places, I am including all of you in this conversation because that's one of the biggest goals for ADC Sports. You know, just getting the fans involved in all of this process, which is insane. Now, one cool thing. Lumen, Lumen, that is not cool, man. That is not a cool thing to say. Lumen says the Cardinals sweep the Yankees. Let's go Cardinals. You know, the, the, the toughest part of that was that one of the games... Ended one to nothing. Another of the games had a terrible umpire show. There's this Twitter account that uh, measures run differentials based on how many uh, mistakes the umpire makes calling the strikes and the balls. And there was a three run differential in one of the games benefiting the, the Cardinals. I'm not making an excuse, but that sucked. Toxic Tom says, it is my mom's birthday this Friday. Put her in a home as a gift, says Toxic Tom. (laughs) Happy birthday to your mom, Toxic Tom. Professor Oze. (laughs) You got me, Toxic Tom. Professor Oze. (laughs) That was such a good, oh, Toxic Tom. You got me right there, man. Professor O says, my one cool thing of the week is our guy Stephen White saw his daughter get married this week. That's cool. Hey, shout out, Stephen White. Congratulations. King Element just said, yo. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm crying, man. I'm crying. That was good. Uh, Irvin without practicing, without partying, says so Samuel Rowe equals Jerry Rice, But he did party, though, Samuel. I'm just kidding. Uh, Fall is coming and my body is ready, says Bruce. We are ready for for the preseason. Thomas says one cool thing. I heard they're adding another president to Mount Rushmore. Who knew? There you go. Uh, Oktoberfest beer is back, says Professor O. Definitely one cool thing. Eric says, I got to hang out a few weeks back with an old buddy who managed a baseball team. There you go. Uh let me see if I can get a few more here before we get out of here. Uh Burl says, the authentic cowboys helmet. I just got I just got for the coffee table. It looks great. Ooh, shout out to Burl. That is that is definitely one cool thing. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm still getting I'm still getting over, over from Toxic Tom's comment, man. That was a good one. He got me good. He got me good. Shout out to Toxic Tom. Anyways, I will see you tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to listen to ADC Sports Dallas primetime. (laughs) I will see you tomorrow night. Oh, another one cool thing. I'm about to go watch Better Call Saul. (laughs) Oh, man. See you tomorrow night, guys. Do me a favor. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Check out your vehicle needs over at freemanmazda.net and check out the new cx30 premium and i will see you tomorrow night thank you and bye bye damn toxic tom